Hello and welcome to the 68th episode of the Simp to Pimp podcast. I am your host Max and with me is a special guest. I like them to introduce themselves, so please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Asif Robinson and I'm originally born and raised from the Bahamas. Booyah, Bahamas. But um, in the Bahamas, how was that? How was that uh, growing up? Do you hear things about America and then you come here and it's pretty similar or what, what's that like? Okay, I'll, I'll take you through it. Um, so growing up in the Bahamas is definitely different. Um, I guess the facilities and access that we have to those facilities and resources is definitely much different, but it's not like we aren't exposed at all. Um, you know, most of the Bahamians, they, they travel a lot. I think that's one of the differences between, you know, an American and a Bahamian. Um, most of them have a passport, leave the country, travel. and Yeah, there's a lot of, there's, I can think of plenty of Americans that have never done that. Yeah. Or, ha- or even know what a passport is. They probably know what a passport is, but they've never, they so, don't own one. Yeah, at the very least, like going to Florida, um, you know, shopping there and coming, going back home, we're, we're exposed to it. So it's not like the expectation coming to America is that much different for me, even though it's a difference in lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, coming from a, a really small place is, is cool. Um, you, you develop your own personality. You, you don't really get lost in, you know, that, that momentum, that wave. Um, you're your own person. Um, people know you. So you also have to represent yourself every time you step out of the house. You know, you... Um, yeah, there's no hiding, really. You can't, like... Uh, I've certainly seen that even with myself. I was able to hide mm-hmm. at certain points of my life where I'm like, I don't need to... Uh, like, oh, I, I won't need to shine that bright because there's just so many stars out right now and I just right. don't need to uh, don't need to get to that level. But there's also, like, uh, there's... It's it's nice for a while, mm-hmm. but, like, this is, like, especially growing up, it's part of your personality. It's how you grow up and, like, mm-hmm. you need to understand, like, that you're representing, like, a family and representing yourself at this, at like, mm-hmm. all the time, forever. Right. Um part of like part of growing up back home is um you know some of the things that we take very seriously um like education um and competition we're very competitive even amongst ourselves so we might be a a really small population but the kinds of people that are developed there like on average i think you're gonna have like a more disciplined person um, yeah. You can almost see that in uh, the Olympics. The Bahamas are almost always, there's athletes coming from there that are always still competing around the world in the Olympics, mm-hmm. just from the Bahamas. And that's like, how big How big is it? Do you know how so big it is? Our population is 500,000. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, that's like, a, that's like the city of Tampa. Yeah, that's like the city of Tampa. <laughs> but it's still like, uh, yeah. I, that is more than I was expecting. So, my particular island about 50,000 people. Like Capital Island is about 350,000. But, I mean... And there's a lot of islands. There's, there, like, there's like 700 different islands. Oh, shit. So we got about, you know, a dozen that are really populated. Mine is like the second 
what they call the second city or second island. But um, yeah. that's very cool. And there's definitely like a, and you you touched on earlier like the cultural like significance. You're you're kind of uh, there's a pride. There's mm-hmm. a different level of it because even in America, you I mean you go online. I don't know how true this is, but there's a lot of people that don't like America in America. Americans mm-hmm. that don't like America. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of think that's a little backwards. There's some sort of red flag there. I'm not sure what it is yet. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing, when, I'll, I'll get into why I wanted you on this podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've seen from you, I mean, I think we share a lot of uh, similarities. Mm-hmm. Maybe not everything, mm-hmm. but I think uh, almost, I'm just spitballing here, but mm-hmm. I think almost spiritually we have a very similar uh, spirit about mm-hmm. you. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to describe it right now, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's important to connect with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to like look someone in the eye and be able to like see, like say, "Hey, you know, I, uh, we can, we can definitely, um, I trust you." Right, right. And um, you don't you don't really get that too much, especially outside of America, especially just meeting new people and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the new theories I just came across was uh, you kind of you develop a, more and more of a personality and more of a uh, distinction with yourself and just you grow as a person the more people you meet more more kind of like alternative alternative uh, perspectives mm-hmm. you can see and kind of shape yourself into mm-hmm. and uh, I think you're one of the uh, very unique ones Mm-hmm. Just like, not in like a appropriation way or whatever. But. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think, especially in the environment that we're in. Um, engineering, yeah. Engineering, like, you'll find people like ourselves um, that are unique and unapologetic about it. Um I think that's one of the big things growing up is that people are are who they are, but they're unapologetic about it. So So you grew up around that. We grew up around that and that's, you know, the vibe I took on. So I'll I'll continue to be unapologetic in my approach. Respectfully. Like there there's still, you know, boundaries that, that you have to respect. But you know, when I set out to do something, I'm gonna do it. Right. And do you get that and growing up, we'll go we'll go into gr- getting into growing up and stuff, mm-hmm. but it it's almost I feel like you you really see that and display it in sports. Like mm-hmm. when you play a sport, you're like I'm gonna be doing this, bro, mm-hmm. and uh, watch, mm-hmm. and then like so that's kind of that's like really where I kind of developed it because I wanted to be good. I wanted to be like a very good player, and I'm sure you and I could see you wanted to <clears throat> as well. Mm-hmm. I'm like you're basketball. You're a pretty big basketball guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, uh, I play. I ended up playing once, like for a AAU or not a AAU thing, but a league once. Mm-hmm. But really, what I, I was a big soccer guy. But mm-hmm. the, uh, I would play after school care, mm-hmm. and in after school care, uh, I would like everybody wanted to play basketball, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I developed how to be good at basketball. Even <laughs> to even to the point where like, the teachers were like, "Oh, what what league do you have them in?" To my parents, and I didn't even like. I wasn't even playing yeah. like that yeah. at that time. But I didn't really pick up on it too much. Yeah. 
because I knew I was going to be one of the shorter guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, similar to me, um, I actually just played basketball at school, like during lunches and stuff. I, I love basketball. I wanted to be great at it, very competitive. You know, see older people do some stuff, and I was like, okay, let me let me do it. Let me copy it. Let me put my twist on it. Watch some NBA. You know, see what those guys are doing. <clears throat> and you know, I also like wasn't in a league outside of like just normal lunch in school. Yeah. But I, I guess being unapologetic about it, being competitive about it, and wanting to to be that guy, um, it shows. Right, dude. You're you're sharp uh, on it. You're you're not gonna let uh, like if people because you're winning every time. What what ends up happening is you're winning every time, mm-hmm. and then eventually somebody's like, no, I I don't want them to keep winning. Mm-hmm. So then they go hard, and then you're like, oh, but I'm already like a couple steps ahead of you even there, dude. Mm-hmm. So you gotta. If you want to win, you got to try harder than that. Yeah. And the another good thing about basketball is the banter. Yeah. There's a lot of lot lot of talkers in basketball, I think. And then it's a lot of talk, and the best thing is like, especially if it's one on one, no excuses. Oh my gosh, yeah. It, that's yeah. You can only really do that with basketball. Some of these other sports, you can't really have a true one on one, and they have situational things like. But it's not the same. You can do a one-on-one, and it's all you against all all them. Yeah. Very much like you can't put the blame on anybody at that point. Exactly. Exactly. I do. I never really noticed that about basketball until you just said that. Mm-hmm. You can do one-on-one, and it's really it really is a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. What is your what's kind of your inspiration? What's your top, what's your basketball Mount Rushmore? Okay, it's, my basketball run, Mount, Mount Rushmore is a little bit different than, I guess, my favorite players. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so well, we'll do, we'll do both. We'll do the favorite players first. Okay, favorite players, definitely Ra- Rajon Rondo. Okay. So when I first started watching basketball, I think it was, like, really seriously. It's back in, like, 09 when the Celtics were big. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, their point guard, Rondo, you know, he's yeah. super, super intelligent, high-level basketball. He always plays. Um, great ball handling skills, the, the fake-outs, those kinds of things. Like the passing. Yeah. In love with it. Like So I, I started on my game really mimicking him in terms of passing the basketball, the fake-outs, those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, man, I did this. I did a very similar thing mm-hmm. with uh, soccer. I would... I would watch the clips. I'm like, oh, he's the only one that ever does this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna and like I'm gonna throw that in. I can totally do that. Mm-hmm. Like just by watching it a few times, I'm like, oh, I can I can figure out how to do that. Yeah. And uh, one thing about Rondo is he's very tactical. He's a super tactical guy. Yeah. Like he can read. He he knows their play before they call the play. Exactly. And uh, that was I like the high IQ. I do like the high IQ players. The, the high IQ players are, are my favorites. I I like athleticism. But I don't think it gets better in terms of the consistent enjoyability for high IQ. Dude, it's the uh, it's the combination. Really, is what it is. Yeah, it's the combination. I want the I. You need to be athletic, and if you you can stack the uh, intelligence on top of that and be the leader, it's it's like especially point guard position like that. Especially so that's the other thing. That point guard position is like the initiator. So you you kind of decide how that play is going to be run, how that play is going to evolve. And I, I like, I guess, being in that position of being the initiator. So I, I think that's why it also, like he also spoke to me on a, uh, I guess, 
Yeah, that kind of level. So that's my first favorite player. My second favorite player is actually Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, okay. Dwayne Wade, nice. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of Bahamians are Miami Heat fans because Miami is like the closest mm-hmm. team. So you got Miami Dolphin fans, yeah. Miami Heat fans, <laughs> you know. All those sports. Yeah, they got the uh, Marlins. I don't, I don't know how big baseball is, but I hear baseball is pretty big in the Caribbean. It's pretty big. So, yeah, um, all those Miami teams are basically like home teams for the Bahamas for the most part. Or Mariners, whatever it was. Okay. The player there. Yeah. Um, but Dwayne Wade, I, another high IQ player. Yeah. I think he's very underrated in terms of his IQ. Like, he's super good. Um, passing ability, but I just like how he approaches the game from an instinctive level. I see that. Okay. You can see, like, he doesn't decide to play before it's... Like, he he's very resourceful. Like... Okay, the defense throws it this at him. Okay, he's gonna do something else, and I I love that on the spot like, yeah, um, the intuition behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I did notice that, but now that you're thinking about it, now that you're saying it again, like that's like, that's much most of his highlighted plays. That's most like the, uh, like when you think of the trio mm-hmm. in Miami. Mm-hmm. What do you you think of the play where? Uh, LeBron James is dunking. Dwayne Wade already has his arms out, yeah. already instinctually knowing the picture is going to be taken there. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. it's it's a crazy, it's a iconic poster mm-hmm. right there, and mm-hmm. freaking, um, and I think that was off the of alley oop from uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. What is the difference between your favorite players and Mount Rushmore? Do you consider Mount Rushmore more <laughs> of a uh, change the game? So. My Mount Rushmore is just the most complete player. Okay. So the most complete players I got Michael Jordan. Right. Um, I got LeBron James. I got after after Steph Curry actually won that finals as decisively as he did with the MVP and he, yeah it was him. I I think he might actually overtake Magic Johnson for me. Oh wow. Um, that's interesting. That is that's a hot take. That's fine. We're we're all about hot takes here at Central Camp. He might have, yeah. Steph Curry might have taken it over, and then let me see a fourth player. You know, you got a, a ton of great players. You got Kareem. You got Hakeem. You got well. You got you got a ton of players. I I honestly can't decide, but based off of just sheer accolades, I'll I'll go with. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, I mean those. St- I don't think anybody can touch those stats, which is a very good pick for you. That's a, uh, that's a that's a good list. Yeah. That's um. And you can definitely. It's hard to argue with something like that. Yeah. Because Kareem, what is he? He had like a hundred and something points. So and one. So that was Will, but Kareem. Oh, Will Chamberlain did that. You're right. But Kareem had he had six, I think. Regular season MVPs, he's five championships, he's like thirty eight thousand points, the most points in the NBA. Right, that's what it was. Uh, and uh, he was at the funny part about that is that he was at at that time he was just the ringer of the league. He was uh, he was he was doing movies at the time. He's like seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was a white guy that's like <laughs> five to eight, five eight, five ten, <laughs> trying to play against him, yeah. and. There's a little bit of timing with that, but those like those records are there to be broken. Nobody can break them, so it's yeah. like you have to give it to them at some at a certain point. Yeah. 
um, I <clears throat> I liked how uh, the sports helped helped me grow a lot as just a person, and uh, just like find out what kind of person I am or what what I stand for and what I like like what I'm willing to do to win. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I didn't realize how chess was or how chess and basketball are kind of like that, mm-hmm. where it's you can like in soccer you can pretend like oh it was all my fault but you're just playing it's 11 people on the fucking field dude it's mm-hmm. a giant field nobody can run that whole field mm-hmm. the entire time for 90 minutes and you don't even start off with 90 minutes you start off with like you know just like every other sport you start off pretty small I think basketball was like 10 minutes or something I don't even remember what it was mm-hmm. per 10 minutes per quarter like 12 12, minutes, 12 yeah. minutes per quarter and they go up to 15 yeah but um it's just a uh it's a fun, it's a fun, almost escape, but it's not really an escape because you're, because it's, it's still there, it's yeah. still you. Yeah. Like video games is an, is an escape. You're not really, there's no, nothing's coming back at you. Right. Really. But. That's why I think sports is better than video games because it's, it's you. It's still exactly. you. Um, yeah, and you can sharpen it and you can, you can like, there's no paying to play. Like at a certain point, you're just like you're there, and you can get better. You can figure out how to jump and dunk. There's only a certain amount of people that can dunk, like you know, even at their peak and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it teaches you a lot. What are some of the other things that you uh, relate basketball to? Or you want to? Do you want to defend some of your? Uh, your other favorite players? Um, I guess relating to basketball. In what, like, to, to life? To life. To life. I guess just, you know, you see great players on, on shit teams. You know, it's basically like the cards that you're handed. Um, regardless of the cards you're handed, it's like what you make of them. So, you know, you'll see a player maybe play with LeBron James and all of a sudden he looks like an all-star. You know, and then you see that same player get traded to another team and, you know, he's a nobody. Yeah, okay. So, I think great players and in life, you know, great people just make whatever of the situation they have at hand. Like... Yeah, they, they make do. They win either way. They win either way, regardless of what they got on their team, regardless of what they got in real life. It's like they're going to use that to their benefit rather than, I guess, like complain about it. Yeah, there's. you see it even more now. There's just people complaining and uh, willing to just say, oh, the coach was bad here. Oh, this is just like not working out. <laughs> and uh, we'll get him next year or whatever. We just got to wait for this coach to stop messing around you gotta let me play let me uh whatever uh he's complaining about practice <laughs> whatever yeah. whatever like there's people like that mm-hmm. and as, unfortunately that's becoming more and more common mm-hmm. but I think it, one of the things that helped me like really see that like in me cause I didn't at, at first I wasn't I was just like an observer and I was like oh that's just like that's just those pretentious 
players. That's mm. like that has nothing to do with me. There's no I, there's no way you'll catch me being like that mm. until I went to college, and uh, I started doing engineering. Mm. I'm just studying engineering, and I'm like, oh, I can say like the professor's bad. I can right. say like all this. Uh, I just didn't get enough sleep last night or whatever, yeah. but reality is I didn't I didn't do good on the I didn't bust my ass for this test mm -hmm. and it and it kicked my ass. Mm -hmm. And um that's really that's where really where it started and I mean engineering was just that that was certainly a tough spot for me mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. But it, I think like the the good news is I learned from it. I mm -hmm. didn't want to quit. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to lose cuz I don't I don't like losing. Mm -hmm. I can see like Usually, if you grow up playing a sport, you don't like losing either. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have like trouble like that in engineering, or was it more just was it schools growing up, or maybe it was something? So, in terms of the academic side, there were a, cl a couple classes that you know I wasn't sure how to approach. Um, hadn't seen it before, you know. Saw how I guess I was like okay. TA likes this person. That's where they're getting, you know. Yeah, that's why grades. this person because and they're showing off their grades too. Like, right. Every time, like what? I don't know everybody's grades, but this guy's fucking telling me his grades every time. Exactly. So, like the, those couple classes, they, I did have like academic struggles, but for the most part, I won't lie, um, the struggles I had in college weren't weren't really academic. They were mainly like, you know, personal me. Yeah. But they all bring up, they all get brought up in college. Yeah. Right. I, I wouldn't say they're academic either. Because, I mean, I was just using that as an example, but I had plenty of trouble outside of uh, mm -hmm. school mm -hmm. that I was juggling as well. Right. Right. And that's the thing, it like shows itself up, not directly, but indirectly. So you might struggle in school because of those things outside of school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is almost the same thing as when a player gets traded. Right. And he's like, oh, well, we got to move the family now. Oh, right. All this other stuff. And this is getting complicated. And now it's bleeding into my work. Now right. it's bleeding into how I, how I perform. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is valid, I think, at a certain point. But if you can't figure out how to deal with that, like, you can't just point fingers all the time, you know? Right, right, right. That's, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Could you think of, do you have any, like, sort of, we talked about this earlier, Mm -hmm. a little bit or I mentioned it but like a philosophy on life or like a motto you led by okay. maybe a family value um <clears throat> I guess my main philosophy in life just aligns with religion mm -hmm. um you know I follow the Islamic faith and that's being my go-to when my back is against the wall I don't know what to do you know when life throws me that that um curveball that curveball um but I mean it's it's basically like where did you find the Islamic religion um I, I grew up you grew so, up with it okay. yeah I grew up with it um my dad was originally Christian and he converted to Islam and um, yeah, I essentially grew up Muslim. Um, but going back to I guess that philosophy to live by, it's like you know, stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Um, 
So if if you know what you're living by, regardless of if it's Islam, if it's Judaism, if it's Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity, as long as you have that that pillar to live by, you know where to return to when you when you get lost. Um, yeah, I do find that uh, yeah, like that foundational pillar. I like when we go back to college. I had a pretty significant experience. Mm-hmm. Just uh, and it had nothing to do with academics at all. Mm-hmm. But the first place I turned to for me, which I'm a I'm a Christian, was uh, the Bible. I mm-hmm. went and I started reading the Bible, and I was like, I'm not going anywhere until I finish this. Mm-hmm. And I really understand and soak in everything that this book has to teach me because this is because I just had uh, it, I just kept getting pointed pointed back to uh, religion. Mm-hmm. And I, I think <clears throat> one of the struggles I had was coming over, um, you know, no adult supervision mm-hmm. all the time in the world. Um, in America? In America. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't go way off the, the hanger, way off the hook, but I did lose my way a little bit. And that resulted you in... You feel it. And you can feel it. Yeah. You don't walk the same walk. You don't have the same confidence because, you know, you don't know what you're standing by. Um, exactly. Oh my God, you're so right. Continue. Yeah. yeah, you don't know what you're standing by, and and people can see it instinctively. Like they may not know exactly what's going on, but I can see this guy has a purpose right now, versus this guy's kind of. This guy's uh, lower frequency going for hedonism, going for just uh, he is not uh, really standing for anything because he's willing to do whatever it takes for money mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sex or some other lost uh, yeah he's lo- he's a lost soul yeah yeah um yeah there was a quote i was thinking of it was um i think it's like when you obviously the stand for something or fall for anything mm-hmm. but there's like this uh this driver in us, if we like, if we don't stay on the path of like what got us to the dance or right. what got us to where we are, right. we're never gonna like. If you, f- you forgot how to get there, then you're gonna fall even more behind. You're, right. gonna, you're gonna go back, and you're not even gonna remember how to mm-hmm. get up there. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's really important to uh, like remember your foundation, your pillars, where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, one more thing, I, I actually wanted to talk in terms of philosophy that I live by is I either got I've, I've even either got to be satisfied with where I'm at or the trajectory that I'm going on so even if I'm not satisfied with my current state um, whether it be you know finance you know even religious spiritual mental physical I'm not I might not be at my physical peak or anything like that um, I either have to be satisfied with where I'm at with those things or at least with the trajectory to get to where I want to go mm-hmm. um, so it, it means like I know I'm like so I might not be at my physical peak for example in the gym but I know that what I'm doing to get there so even if it's I'm not going to the gym at all me going to the gym is making sure I'm on that trajectory to get where I want to go so, so yeah right that consistent progress 
just uh do you have like a like a vision or a set so you have the vision you have the set goal how do you make sure you're satisfied with your progress you just you just instead of not going to the gym you just go to the gym and then that'll that's enough for now so it's a couple things um because it's hard especially at first when i'm not satisfied with my current position so if i'm not satisfied with my current state even me getting that startup is not going to fully satisfy me but i have to at that point be real with myself i gotta say hey you know i'm i'm in this position and i gotta put the work in to get to where i want to go to there's no like snap of the finger and i'll be there so i have to be real with myself and say and acknowledge hey still got a long road ahead but me doing this is 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 setting me on the path to be where i need to be right and you can be you there's satisfaction in like knowing that you're going that if you just keep the steps and you stay very um consistent <clears throat> like it it eventually happens it's not going to it and anything worth it never happens overnight mm-hmm. anything uh any goal you have any physical peak any spiritual peak mm-hmm. any financial mm-hmm. uh stability mm-hmm. you don't just win the lotto and get it even if you do win the lotto and get it you usually don't know how to keep money yeah. or invest in anything and then you lose it anyways and then you lose it yeah so there's always that uh it's not karma but it's that just that overseer that just makes sure that we uh have I mean I'm fine I'm fine with karma too. You can call it karma if you want. Yeah. But it's just that uh I know. that overseer that you're if you're not where you're supposed to be, you'll get back to where you're supposed to be. You'll get, you'll get back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um I want to add one more thing to that. What was I going to add to that? Oh, I mean, consistency is is the other thing in terms of me being satisfied. Um, It's something that I learned, especially on a physical level. Like, you know, when I, during COVID, prime prime of COVID, I took like eight months off of the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been about two years since that point. But... How old were you at that point? At that point, it was, what was it, 2019, 2020? 2020. 2020? Yeah. So at 2020, was that three years ago? Yeah. It's probably about 21, 22. Which is sometimes a peak for a lot of people. You can reach a pretty good level. Yeah. Like physical leap, physical physique at that time. And there's like, you weren't the only one. That's the crazy part. Yeah just uh closing the gym which is one of the most healthy things that was that was when i knew mm-hmm. somebody was against me mm-hmm. when that when they closed the gyms and they kept mcdonald's and <laughs> uh everything else open yeah but what where i wanted to go with that is that you know in the startup after that eight month um time off i realized that i wasn't sat- i obviously wasn't satisfied with where i was physically and then I tried to dive in really quickly and get back into it. And, you know, day one, I, I felt good, but I couldn't keep it up. I, like, mm-hmm. after day one, day two, it's like, yo, I, 
I can't go at it like this. Like it's it's not sustainable. So I, I realized I to get to where I want to go, it has to be sustainable for me. So that, you know, tomorrow when I repeat whatever I got to repeat, you know, I can be satisfied that I actually was capable of doing that workout rather than being like, oh, shit, like getting mentally um, in that spiral. Yeah, that's a, uh, I think that's the part about it with everybody and why people give up on their resolutions so quickly mm-hmm. is that that's starting. Mm-hmm. Starting out and like, especially not having a plan, you're just like thinking, oh, I'm going to just start and I'm going to just go full bore like I was mm-hmm. originally. Mm-hmm. I know all the weights and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that restarting process. I had to do that when I hurt my uh, I hurt my foot mm-hmm. playing soccer and I couldn't and I'd stay away from soccer for uh, about two months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can try to go back, but it's not the, you're just, you're not going to be exactly right where you left off, man. Mm-hmm. It's not a pause button. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, it's a you know restart the uh, restart the cycle. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that. Reason why I wanted to ask you about the uh, your philosophy, your mottos, what you live by, mm-hmm. because because you can see it in the way you carry yourself and everything. Just like when you just one of the first things you said, representing as soon as you step outside the door, mm-hmm. is uh, your your leadership abilities mm-hmm. at the. Um, at the place where I've seen you work, mm-hmm. you have very distinct leadership abilities mm-hmm. that um, I think everybody kind of hones to, everybody kind of uh, magnetizes themselves towards. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I was wondering if that was like maybe some experience, if you had like some sort of experience with that, or is it is it just your philosophy? Mm-hmm. What's what's something you enjoy about working with somebody working for somebody working under somebody and working over somebody okay so the first one was working with somebody yeah so working with people you get the ability to see how they think I think that's one of my flaws even though it's one of my strengths um, you know making a solution for a particular problem I'll, I'll find a solution but one of my weaknesses is kind of seeing other avenues so working with other people they're bringing that that other avenue i'm like oh yeah i i I think that's actually better and because i saw their way now i can also better their way potentially Mm -hmm. or add their like kind of thought process to mine and be like oh yeah let's let's do this yeah that's usually how you find the best solution is is uh it's a comp when you're combining thoughts with people Mm -hmm. when you not not one person just gonna have the greatest idea. Yeah. Especially every time. Every you, yeah. <laughs> you need uh, you need somebody to bounce ideas off of and collab with them, and then the the way they're thinking is more efficient. Maybe you're thinking just creatively. Mm-hmm. I you got to mix somewhere in the middle. Usually, especially in construction engineering mm-hmm. uh, departments mm-hmm. and functionality versus you know creativity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was working with people, mm-hmm. um, working for people. Um, one of the best things working for people is when, you know, they're committed to developing you, um, and you can see that commitment, the intentional commitment. Um, that's something I definitely appreciate, and I think that you, can, I can find where I'm at, and um, 
it's honestly part of the reason why I'm still at where I'm at in mm-hmm. terms of being at that um, particular job is is that that development is intentional um, and then also you you kind of get your kudos after you do something good so you can you can feel the appreciation as well yeah. um, that's a sign of a good leader or a good person to work for mm-hmm. it, it, it almost runs back into coaching mm-hmm. like getting coached by somebody who genuinely cares and genuinely wants you to <clears throat> succeed and just be a uh, like develop things that you don't even know you need to develop mm-hmm. and I always love that mm-hmm. I always love seeing people that can do that and I'll give them a lot more effort than I uh, than um, what I sometimes I don't do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, what else was it um, I said under but that's basically four so you can just say like working. now as you are like over if you're working over people right, and, right. like they're taking your orders now so, so I, I think one of the best things is definitely being able to move the pieces like you have a vision at, at that point and you're responsible for hitting a goal but when you're working in the position of leadership you're not as much in the weeds so you have to move pieces around you have to say okay um, this person is here I need them to be here um, and I want I need them to want to be there as well so I think one of the best things is is getting people to realize their potential um, and then also having a lot of people collaborate to, to, to come and see a, a full vision is honestly awesome it's like oh yeah especially like when you can sit back and, and it's done and it's, and done. it's already done mm-hmm. you that's that's one of the more magical uh, things I would say and everyone, and everyone sees it too. Everyone knows, oh, this is what I did to help this yeah. go along. And that's the thing. They can take ownership over that um, you know, piece of the puzzle. You know, full accountability. Hey, I, I did that. I, I finished this. Uh, I found a solution for this. Um, and then I guess going back to one of your statements um, in terms of how I have, I guess, some natural leadership abilities um, in the way I carry myself well well, part of it is definitely growing up in one being self aware and then also who I had as role models um, both my parents are teachers by no means are they perfect and that's where their imperfections I try to work on so I try to take exactly what they gave and what they showed me and I try to see the faults that they had from my perspective and take the the greatness that they they provided me and then recognize the faults they had and approach it from that way so I could be a little bit better in terms especially um you know teachers are fundamental yes you know they have a, a magnitude of influence on especially children like growing up you know one teacher could shape the entire life of a, of a single person what less you know thousands of people that they've come across in, in their lifetime so just seeing how they carry themselves how they approach people um, you know how, how people react that's the other thing I've had the ability to see is that you know I could, I could see my parents interact with students 
and now I see how those students are influenced and I see their reactions and I'm taking the I'm I'm just a, a fly on the wall at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's also how I was able to see some of their shortcomings because now I'm I'm looking directly at the student he's getting he's picking it on he's taking them on and I can see okay he's he's not taking them on he's he's not getting he's not picking it up and I could see like visually that change you know yeah both sides of that same person mm-hmm. and what's amazing is with teachers especially is the repetition they get they have they have so many different uh they've they like live and breathe through this stuff. Mm-hmm. They do it all the time. They know mm-hmm. exactly how to coach and teach somebody a mm-hmm. new lesson mm-hmm. or something that they need to work on. Mm-hmm. And having two of those mm-hmm. in a household is pretty. Um, it's it will definitely. It seems like one of the things that will help you out. Mm-hmm. What um, what some things. I guess for me, when I move into a city, mm-hmm. like a big populated city mm-hmm. with like close to half a million people, mm-hmm. there's, you kind of have to watch your back a little bit. There's like, uh, there's a certain level of things I can expect from somebody mm-hmm. until um, until I inevitably or I wait for them to betray me or something. Then I can, then I know wh- which where, where they're at. Right. So what do you expect out of just everyday people what do you expect out of your friends what do you expect out of your family okay that's a great question um everyday people my expectation is that they're going to be respectful um and honestly not much else Mm -hmm. um i don't expect people to go an extra mile to maybe hold the door open for me i don't expect people to um help me out if they if they see me in a in a rut um if they do that's fantastic that makes my day but i i I don't have many expectations except for being respectful okay um friends that's that's great um i've i've gone through a lot of friends um gone through a lot of deep conversations um and it's pretty hard. Um, I've had those scenarios where, you know, it's a one-sided relationship. You know, I'm trying to, you know, get this person out of the house with me to go here and this and that. And they, they're only using me when they need to, to do this, mm-hmm. you know. I've definitely had that. And, I mean, it, it's very hard. That's actually one of the things I'm, I might be struggling with right now is that expectations or that, boundaries or that expectations and boundaries. I understand that certain people operate a certain way, um, and even vice versa. I know sometimes I might be distant, but I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, they got to understand that for sure. Um, so. I, that that I can't draw a line in terms of expectations from true. It does depend on the friend too, how you met them and stuff. That's I would true. say that. Uh, I guess you know just promises. You know, if I promise you something, just follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, that would be something for me. I uh, as far as friends for me, I I would say if we made plans, mm-hmm. that we follow through on the plans. Right. Exactly. 
and like you know being late I don't I don't really care as long as you're making an effort if I can see you're making an effort I don't really care like Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. thank you and then um, I have one more thing actually for France now that I think about it Um, you know I guess it's just the the way you behave when they're not around so for me um, you know when they're not around I'm not gonna talk shit about them yeah especially like to people I know that they don't like um, my expectation is that especially like behind closed doors you speak about me as if I was right there absolutely um, and after that you know there's there's not much else I can ask my expectations might not match yours in terms of you know communication how much we communicate how much I do for you you do for me those things are you know everyone's different but yeah I think that's a good one. That's a good uh, rule of thumb, I would say. Um, I, I guess I didn't tell you. I haven't really opened up and to- told you any of these, but I would say that my uh, what I expect out of everyday people would be um, would be respect. Of course, I want like I don't think I've caused any harm to you. Like, I, mm-hmm. just don't you know go out of your way towards me. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying <clears throat> to come at you in a certain way mm-hmm. and you know you can definitely see people at bars that uh, don't do any of that mm-hmm. but there's also um, I also just expect people everyday people just to um, maybe give some sort of effort to like positively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like some sort of uh, like I get some people are mad and they want to cut you off on the highway or something, but I do want like some sort of just like overall trying to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. I, I I expect that out of my, out of my people Agreed. or out of just everyday people. Agreed. Um, and I'll go with this one. What I what do you expect out of your family? I would say out of my family, I expect you, just as friends, to hold me to the same regard as it like behind closed doors behind my back you're still you still have my back Mm -hmm. and you're gonna talk to me or like open me up to things that uh, maybe I should be aware of Mm -hmm. Um, I would say respect of course I do want respect like if I if you're asking me for my opinion on something I expect you to like listen to my opinion Mm -hmm. or uh, agree or if you want me to just if you want to just talk it over I'll just, you know, I'll talk to you, mm-hmm. and I'll let you vent and stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it also definitely depends on the family, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. or what you grew up as, because some people might not have had any of that, and they don't know exactly what to do. That's, yeah, that's true. In that, uh, in those scenarios. That's true. That's very true. I would probably say another thing about family that I expect is the, um, is like telling me what I'm doing wrong or what I could improve on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being I guess truthful. Be truthful. Place. Yes, I think that's a. I think that is the other big one that uh, that should hit home. Like as far as family goes, I don't care. You know, in in my own family, I don't care what your religious beliefs are. I don't care what your. Uh, what political side of the spectrum you're on. I just need you. 
I, I want those things from you and you know I will go through hell and fire mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. if, I, if I can get if I can get that some loyalty mm-hmm. any of that sort mm-hmm. of uh, not switching sides not selling your soul just yeah. like for money or for whatever mm-hmm. yeah. whatever your uh, vices are but yeah those that would, that would be my family I I think I agree with every single one of yours for family. Um, yeah, I I agree with every single one of those, especially like truth. It, I think that's that's one of the differences maybe between friends and family. Um, because I I think I still expect the truth from my friends, but I could understand, you know, those outer friends if they don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. tell me the or, truth. Yeah. But family, like, you're going to be family regardless of the, the terms that you're on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you tell me the truth. Be real with me. Um, and not and not, not just, like, hate, you know, my best interests at heart. And, and yeah. 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 I think, I think that's a good one. I think that's very important. Um... I got one more question for you, mm-hmm. and then we could also. I do want to talk about how devout you are in your religion, because you you don't smoke, you don't drink, you mm-hmm. don't. Uh, you're you're going pretty verbatim from the uh, mm-hmm. from your scripture, mm-hmm. and uh, I do want to kind of acknowledge that, and that's that is something like that you don't see a lot mm-hmm. uh, in today's world, especially. Mm-hmm. Is there a um, Is that growing up? You just grew up in a household that was sober and... So, funny thing is, like, the Bahamas is not a sober country at all. No. You know, pe- people are drinking way earlier than they do in America. Like, people are drinking at 12 years old. Yeah. And, that I mean, I think that's a part of it. Like, you know, I, I was 12 years old. You know, some of my friends are drinking. 13 years old, friends still drink, 14, 15, 18. So I, I grew up around and going to, you know, events and, you know, they're drinking and I'm not. And they respect me in that way. And I never had to, I guess, go against uh, that kind of peer pressure where, hey, Asif's not drinking because whatever. I always grew up in a, in a scenario where, you know, everyone's doing this and I'm doing something different. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that just growing up from an early age and, and that's how it happened. It, it helped me sustain those practices. And, um, yeah. 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 I guess being, I just, I know at a certain point as well, um, just being true to myself and what I believe in instinctively, um, I would have to kind of go out of my way, especially like at that point like it, it, it wasn't in my my habits, so I would have to go out of my way to break those habits that I have. Yeah, and you already, like, you already experienced it. You already got this far. You already like you know, mm-hmm. that's already happened, and mm-hmm. I'm totally comfortable. And you're totally comfortable with it. It's not like a. Uh, it's not a, you didn't get into the trap, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. is what it was, and it's. Uh, and you're aware of it too 
mm-hmm. and you can see like by this time probably you can you've seen some of your friends that just kept downwardly spiraling mm-hmm. with those yeah yeah for sure for sure for sure uh, okay so here's the last of the questions so you said three years ago you were 21 or 20 I was um well three years ago I was 22 okay yeah yeah so you're 25 right now 25 right now I just turned 25 in December happy birthday thank you <laughs> what is your what do you expect out of yourself and your trajectory when you turn 30 before you turn 30 before I turn 30 I definitely want to find my life partner I think that's one of the things that's been missing from my life and that and that I don't have a clear resolution on how to get there that's one of the things I, I'm not sure how to get there like 100% mm-hmm. I mean I have ideas but <laughs> how, how, how is it uh, have you ever had a uh, partner before like have you met with Somebody in. Yeah, I've I've hit it off with people before, but it's like reaching out was the issue at that point. Reaching out and then like you have to find someone that it should be effortless. You think it should be somewhat effortless, and not not even that it's effortless. That when it becomes hard, you know you'll go that full way. So I want to commit to that person. And I know that I want that person to commit to me um, in that kind of partnership. So it's like, you know, if, there, if there's something that I'm missing out of my personality or maybe my, my lifestyle. Something from a, like almost a family value. Right, yeah. right. It's like, because this person said it, I want to go that way. And I want to commit myself. And likewise, if, if I think that person's missing something, I want them to, to also be ready to commit. Mm-hmm. And that that's a little bit difficult. It's very it's even even like pretending to understand that is uh like it's a hard thing, man. Love and you know finding finding a life partner, you know, that is a that is a huge uh thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like I don't I don't know how my parents made it seem look made it seem easy. easy. I don't know how yeah. It happened that way, but and we have the internet now. I, f- I could find anybody, yeah. And it's still like uh, I think that is uh, that I share that goal yeah. that I want to find someone before I turn thirty. Yeah. And you know, I've talked to a few, and I've met a few, and you know, I there's there's some out there that I'm I would consider for sure, but I'm not. Uh, but right now, it's not happening. So you know, right, right, not. On the same page, other. yeah. I'm on the same exact page. Um, so life partner, and I mean other things like you know house and this and that. It's kind, of, it's really hard to quantify, but I guess just that overall stability. Um, I'm I'm decently stable right now, but I I just need that, you know, that concrete assurance. Yes. Yeah. I agree that foundational pillar where I'm like okay I shouldn't have to worry about that too much yeah shouldn't have to worry about shouldn't be stressing myself out as much as I have or am right now for this particular thing like yeah yeah yeah. agreed 
I think we're on the same page. Very nice, man. I know you want to go to the gym soon. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything closing you want to say? Or let me ask. Let me open this up too as well. Mm-hmm. For your life partner, is religion in that uh, scenario? Does she need to be the same religion as you? Ideally, yeah. But I mean, if for me, as long as they have like those core principles and are true to themselves, okay. I can definitely like get behind that yeah. person. You'll tolerate. It. I would definitely. I'd tolerate somebody. Uh, as long as I see that they're genuine and mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm dealing with an authentic person. Right, right. I am not uh, not too worried about uh, cultural differences and yeah. all that other stuff. I just want, especially, I just, what I really want is a foundation for my family, for when I have kids and everything, that there's not like, yeah, there's not some friction like yeah. that. Yeah, agreed. I agree with that. But I mean, I guess anything I wanted to say, um, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I want to see the podcast grow. I want to see you grow. So um, nah, I'm, I'm appreciative of being here for sure. Thank you, man. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll try, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm going to definitely, um, if you feel so inclined... Uh, we can do another one too mm-hmm. in, in five years or in like you know a month no we could we could let's set up another one I enjoyed this seriously alright man that's good uh, let's do it have a great day pimps take care <laughs>